Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. Uh, joined as ever by Jack, Bright Until I Fly here. Hello. Uh, myself, Stephen, and our two special guests this evening, representing the world of Scottish FPV. Uh, we've got Graham Specs FPV. Hi all. And Harry Haggis. Hello. I believe also goes by Callum. So guys, we're, we heard from you. and We're eager to hear more about the Scottish FPV scene understand you've got some some great racing up there so do you just want to kind of just jump yeah. in there and start telling us about it yeah so um as it turned out a couple of years ago um after covid and everything uh we were or in fact even pre-covid uh 2019 we were running um a racing season up in scotland um graham there is he was in charge of five fpv's first ever uh, drone racing event and British qualifying event as well. Event as well. So um, a pretty, yeah, it was pretty, pretty good event. We had 30, 40 pilots there and um, lots like, of people tuned so, into it as well. Like um, races over the season as well with yeah. 30 to 40 pilots. So uh, 2019 was an amazing year for us. Yeah, uh, it was, it, 2019 was huge. Came along and... Uh, burst all our plans for 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I believe 2020 was going to be fairly similar to 2019 and um, everything there happened. The end of 2021, uh, we had a sort of one-off um, race just in, in Scotland, a sort of like a, a fun fly race situation. And um, Which girl <laughs> Which I won, yes. <laughs> Which was, uh, it was awesome. Um it was a really, really good race, and from there, um, we just sort of proceeded and kept running racing seasons, really. So, um, so yeah, we're we're now in our second season uh, of Graham and I uh, running the events in Fife, and everything's going brilliantly, um, as well as the BDRA helping us as well. So they're sort of giving us good direction of of you know how to run races and stuff um but we've also got quite a lot of freedom um with our rules um with the racing so it's been a we've we've got one more round for this season uh which is in two weeks time uh, two weeks on saturday <laughs> and um yeah that'll be the last so you guys are representing the five area is it just the one club in five or do you have a bunch so Fife, um, Fife and Glasgow are the two sort of main clubs just now. Um, a lot of the other ones, Edinburgh, uh, Aberdeen, are quite quiet just now. Um, 
I believe there's still a bunch of guys in Edinburgh that are all into sort of freestyling. Um, yeah. But most of our guys are meeting up and racing um, with the occasional out and doing some freestyle as well. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a real good mix. And we encourage basically any, um, any type of, of flying. Uh, Do you have a few bandos, the regular spots where people meet up there as well? Yeah, so we've got, um, it was actually fe- featured on Rotor Riot. Uh, one of my, oh, really? my videos made it on there. And it's a, it's an old mining tower uh, made of concrete. So there's like something like 15 by 15 feet square gaps to fly through. Nice. Um, it's it's awesome. Let me see if I can find the video. Um, so we've, we've been there a few times flying. Um, we've got sort of lots of spots uh, for freestyling and stuff. Um, we had a band a couple of years ago as well, um, but unfortunately that got flattened. Um, but yeah, we've we've got quite a lot of really cool places to fly. Um, yeah. So and the things a lot of people come up here for the North Coast Five Hundred, and you know most people think oh, I'll go and fly the beaches and stuff, but actually. Mm-hmm. In your journey between the North Coast um, and, you know, the border of England, there's so many spots that you can hit um, that are really, really quite good. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of you guys. Just some great scenery. You've got really, like, dynamic, rocky terrain, great to fly over. Loads of space, so you can find out a quiet spot somewhere. As well, uh, because of that, like we say, cliff faces, hills, I tend to fly a lot across water. <laughs> Which, brave one. It's always uh, the bravest yeah. move, that. Forget concrete. Water's tougher. <laughs> never never lost anything yet, thankfully. Oh, yeah. Lost a few times. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, the, it's an adrenaline rush when you're uh, over the water, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and, of course, I love to fly along a local beach for inadvisably long distances, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. always make it back I, I'm quite yeah. jealous of the other guys like Jack's got a bit of space down Brighton Way as well whereas here you kind of go into the park and you can fly a little micro until the dogs arrive or a bunch of kids run over and sort of disappear into a, a little patch of woodland which sometimes is free but sometimes again is full of dog walkers or, yeah. or people just camped out having picnics so, so bringing on from that we, uh, we got, we've got the exact same issue um, where basically we were flying in local parks and setting up a track um, at one of the, the local high schools. And it is, you've got that, that, you know, people can walk across there at any time with dogs and stuff. But um, ourselves and even Glasgow have been really lucky. And we've amalgamated basically with the local flying club. And certainly in Fife anyway, we've got our own sort of area that we can just set up a track don't have any issues um, at our local flying club now, so it's brilliant. It's uh, you can store the stuff you, there. You have a permanent location. Yes, yeah, permanent location. Yeah, yeah. we can't we can't leave the stuff up, but um, you know the gates and things up, which would be even handier. Even but um, but yeah, we've got there's a big shed there, a lawnmower. Um, so yeah, it's it's awesome. Sounds ideal. It really is a it's a perfect place you for shed for the winter as well. So, yeah. So yeah. Ha- I'm guessing one of the reasons we got you on here, flying is awesome. It's great to hear about. It, but what we really want to do is tell people in Scotland that you guys are out there and 
if they do want to get in touch, you said you've worked a bit with the BDRA and how do yeah. they find the clubs? How do they get started? So primarily we're on Facebook. Um, we use Facebook as a sort of means of um, posting out events. And we've got a Scottish FPV racing series. Uh, it's a Facebook group where our Facebook page and we post all the event details in there at the sort of, um, I guess, national level in Scotland. And then Fife and Glasgow both hold sort of fun fly um, weekends. So, we, you know, most weekends we set up a track, um, even nights through the week as well. And, you know, like I've said, we, we, we encourage anybody to come along, really. Um, if you're into freestyle, even. Um, come along and we can have a chat and you know build build cords and fix them. Up. So yeah, people yeah, could just it. rock up with something that will fly through the gates yeah, and exactly that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. How did the last season go? I was going to ask because I heard your name mentioned quite a lot around the racing scene. You seem to be be doing pretty well. What the kind of highlights of the last season? Yeah. So last year uh, was my first year, um, like started running events. Um, so with the help of Graham, who's run a few himself, um, along with with some other great people, um, we we started uh, last season. I think it was was it three or four races, Graham. I think it was just the three. Three, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. Because we were kind of delayed in getting started because of that's right. Yeah. A bit of controversy, shall we say? Yeah. Um, so um, so yeah, we were yeah we had we had three uh, racing events last year and it was a real um it was a, it was a real, real you tough really had to get your results and to yeah stay up there yeah that's it so i think it was it was based on the three events that we had and so the more events the more points you got and the higher in the leaderboard you would be so i think i ended up winning the first one and then the second one was uh floss's boss and so it was the last event was a real sort of who's going to win it. It was basically between us to to be Scottish champion. And Floss just snuck it in there um, at the last race um, with a, a really nice win. So and he done fantastic. There was some amazing racing as well. The yeah. B finals actually last year were particularly intense. Yeah, the, that's the it. Skill, well, the skill level was super. I mean, the final was always a spectacle to watch. But the B final really was the one because it was fast enough, guys, mm. and they were all within a second of each other. Tight uh, battle, yeah. And it was, oh, it, it the is B really close. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like Graham says, there, the, the the actual league table as it was last year was so close, um, and even into this year now as well. Um, I I'm I've been winning back to back events. I've won all four this year. And um, there's so much competition, which is is much better year by year that we're gaining competition and gaining pilots to perform before and we're gaining some new pilots. That's so fantastic. across the board, it doesn't matter if you're at the top or the bottom, there's still competition right the way through. And yeah, it's, it's, it's slowly but surely growing back in Scotland. So. I think it's rewarding as well because some of the experienced guys that have been coming since last season and basically through the three races last season. They've come back this year, and it's great to see how much they've improved and started to build quads 
more suited to the purpose and things like that. And oh, so people to come up with like a bind and fly generic freestyle and then they'd start building race squads. Is that the kind of progression you see? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, for example, Floss, what did he win with last year? Last year was a, a TBS Source 1 he was racing oh, wow. with. So he was beating me with something like, you know, it's a heavy an, boy. Ultra, an ultra light rate, well, 500 gram racing drone, mm-hmm. 6S. So I was racing this and he was beating me with, uh, you know, an extra 100 six, grams. 700 gram yeah. TBS or <laughs> one. So, yeah, it's. Um, There's no justice. Yeah, that's it. And it, yeah, the last couple of years as well. Um, so last year, um, there was a, a group of three of us, myself, uh, Derek FPV and 911 FPV. We uh, we decided to head down to Hull for their uh, British qualifying event last year. And it was Isn't a real eye-opener. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, we travelled over Hull. the border. So. Yeah, I know. Didn't we build up <laughs> Hadrian's Wall to keep you guys? <laughs> It's not manned as well as it could be these days. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the staff so how did you do? Um, last year, yeah, not too good. Um, I think, was it maybe the C or the D final or something? So going from like an A final to, to a C or a D was, was, I wouldn't say it was difficult. Or, you know, it, was, I was, it wasn't difficult. Expected to do a bit better. Yeah, I expected to do better, but um, I think that was just coming off of the the you know how my racing had been and it was a it was a real eye-opener and it just encouraged me to practice even more um and then that whole summer was just a case of um just going insane with flying Mm. um what did you take away from that because suddenly you're seeing a whole load of other pilots you've never seen before they're pulling tricks out the bag that you haven't seen what sort of things you've taken away quality is so high down there as well the quality in England and Wales is, it's 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 very strange that there isn't, um, you know, through the years there isn't the same um quality and speed in Scotland. But I think it's definitely growing there now. Not just myself, but a lot of yeah. the other guys. Um, and it was it was great to be racing with these names. You know, Saul, FPV. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. Some others, Blakey. Um are some of the you know really fast pilots in the uk so it was great to be racing with them and chat to them um and be around sort of the the rest of the drone racing crowd and um witness another level almost (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah Probably so, more so if you like go over to america and see the people who are you know putting in hundreds of packs or korea you know yeah yeah, that's it. It's 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 really awesome to see. And even this year, uh, so we went back down to Hull this year. Um, I was very last minute in signing up, but um, went down. And I think on my last heat of the day, so the last qualifying round of the day, I'd placed me in second for qualifying. So I was oh. in the final, and I was thinking, my goodness. How, how have I just pulled that out of the bag? Because there was guys there last year that were beating me. And I'm thinking, oh, man, like this is this is awesome. And then I looked at the timings, and I think Saul was something like, was it something like 30 seconds faster than me over three races or something, or, or, or so many races. And I was just thinking, wow, that's that puts things into perspective how there's another level there in racing. Um, 
that I think, oh, wow, I'm getting really fast. But at the same time, a lot of other people are getting a lot faster yeah, as well. Uh, brought down the reality. Yeah. <laughs> where, where did they find the seconds, though? Because, you know, I, I, I don't race at all. And I think, oh, mm. as soon as I see someone race, I'm like, wow, that's really fast. Then you see the pros and you're like, oh. I think um, it really is just about keeping things smooth, I find. Um and a lot of people have started saying to me that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, why am I killing packs, for example? And the other day when we were at the racing uh, last Saturday there, I realized now why I'm killing packs is because I was touching the top of the throttle. And that, that was a 6S quad with a throttle cap. Mm. But I'm thinking, my goodness, this is insane. I'm touching the thro- top of the throttle now. And, you know, I need the, the limit there is now a throttle cap for me to go faster. But I think it is all be, about being smooth and consistent as well in your flying. Think, uh, um, it's like myself, I'm the, the B main's terror usually. When I don't have bad luck, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tend to terrorise the B mains because I'm, I'm not the fastest, but I am very consistent. Uh, I don't tend to drop it much as Calm will tell you. <laughs> uh, I'm always taking the mic out the guys don't crash because I'll be right there <laughs> yeah. speaking of yeah. hitting the top of the throttle do you um do you use Limon's uh, CAC mode to record how much time you spend at 100% throttle I've not no um, I've, I've just recently started watching him and he's absolutely hilarious it really is yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got he's, a little mod that records how much coffee. time you spend at 100% throttle and it yeah. saves it onto the flight controller that's, so flight after awesome. flight it keeps so, a, a clock of how many seconds you're at the yeah. top throttle I wonder if that works with because uh, like I said I'm so I'm running an 85% throttle cap on 6S and interestingly for and a lot of people are like my goodness, what are you doing? So I run 1750 kV motors mm. on a racing drone. Now, you know all the racers are 1950 and upwards. 2000, yeah. Yeah. So I think the I'm MCK seven... ones are like 2000 and something, 2050 yeah, yeah. or something crazy, That's aren't it. they? So I'm running 1750 kV motors, and for all of this season, apart from the last race, I was running 5S batteries. And mm. for some reason, it was clicking with me. And... Mm. Honestly, I would advise anybody that's that struggled with success because I I raced success in 2019 and for for a long time and I was loving it, but I changed props and stuff and I was really struggling to to keep it sort of dialed in in some of the tracks and I bought I got a bunch of 5S Mini Star uh, China Hobby Line batteries for really cheap and I was like this is awesome. Like I'm winning races with a 5S pack. Mm. So this, this XS was the next level to go back there and, and try it out. And um, it's definitely starting to squeeze out a little bit more power now as the, as the races go on. Okay. Have you, um, have you tried flatter bladed props? Because that might help as well. Yeah, Low I think pitch. that definitely could help. So I'm running uh, the heads up. 5138s they are. Um, yeah, these ones, the 5138s. Mm. Um, so they're quite they're quite an aggressive pitch for success. A lot of the, the higher sort of um, KV guys are running sort of like 5127s and stuff. Uh, so they're quite a bit less. 
Um, and actually, I did notice that the other HQ props I've got there, uh, so these are 51, 5.1 inch. The other ones I've got are 4.9 inch, and I had oh, no clue. Yeah, I had, well, I had no clue that they were totally different. I was flying and, the Spangs last week. It surprised me. Yeah. You, you get really fast, like, pitch and roll response. The motors yeah. just change speed so fast. Everything feels because tighter. It's got but a lower, a lower my God, disc, the battery it? was hot when it landed. Like, two and a half <laughs> minutes, the battery is dead. And I was like, wow, that's hot to touch. Oh, I would, I would love two and a half minutes because my batteries get eaten, honestly, eaten. Uh, I've just, I just recently got um, some of these. Um, they're you can get them to 100 milliamp hour 150c pack held up to the yeah. camera here 150 <laughs> the 300 yeah, c the magic burst, apparently um but i have to say they're really uh, they are really nice um who makes those i didn't recognize the logo onbo it's called they must be quite i've never heard of onbo before yeah your FPV started selling them just recently. Oh, right. This isn't a, a subtle plug or anything. Yeah, um, I've heard but, of Dogcom, which got quite yeah. famous all of a sudden. Yeah, so I've got a couple of those, and they seem pretty on par. Um, but those are slightly bigger. And um started running them the other, on well, just last week on the race. And, yeah, really enjoyed them. That one's a bit bananaed um, after, after I crashed uh, one of my, my racers. But... Fortunately, you can't get single X Novas just now, so it was a, a T motor that I stuck on there. So, but again, yeah, it was a good crash. So you're yeah. just like basically <laughs> forcing yourself to to get smooth before you go fast. That's the general the through line of this discussion is like you got all the power and you just blew out the corners and you, the times weren't getting better. So you actually you know forced yourself to slow down with five S. Yeah, with a throttle cap, and then you got mm -hmm. control of the power, and now you're bringing the power up again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so a lot of people just go out and buy, um, you know, they might buy just the best 6S racing rig there is. Um, but I think definitely sure. it's sometimes nice to just hold it back a little bit more and be smoother with your flying um, and work on... Uh, raising the camera angle as well. I'm at 45 or 50 just now. Um, and another thing is get a fixed camera angle because I was finding it until the start of this year. I was running just like a, a regular sort of uh, 3D printed camera mount and right. constantly the, the camera angle was changing and it right. affects your flying massively. Yeah. So, yeah, but definitely um, print off a... Yes, yeah, so the one thing I've noticed angle. in the sim when you really get on the throttle, you want to avoid that kind of jump up that you get, and you need to yeah. just push the camera higher and higher to avoid that. Yeah, yeah. So. I see what I see. Clive saying there, four S for life. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, Floss's boss. He was running a TBS Source One, but he was also running it on four S. So, um, so he was getting very tight lines and really yeah. managing that. And even saying 4S, going back to, we, we keep speaking about it, Graham, the uh, the 2019 race we had in Fife, Evan Turner was blown away because I'd done a seven-lap race on a 4S battery. A three-minute three uh, seven-lap race. Yeah. Uh, and it was a fairly big track as well. It was a big track, yeah. And uh, he was like, 
what? <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> what are you guys so, running? <laughs> yeah, and it was it was like a cheap quad. It was a I think a TBS source too, with a Mamba stack, uh, Emacs Eco motors, you know, really basic stuff. Um, and seen a, a guy called Tom Monday. He runs very similar uh, with a Fly Sky controller, and he's winning. He's winning, or certainly doing very well. Um, in the British qualifying events. That's awesome. So you don't need the expensive gear. You can start yeah. out and just work yeah. on the skills. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of all this, one thing that's uh, come up a little bit recently is spec racing, and people are mm -hmm. talking about, you know, setting RPM limits and trying to get the quads on an equal footing. So it's less about, you know, who's got the highest KV, who's got the best batteries, and it's just about, you know, who does the best lines. Yeah. 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 Um, it's it's a really really attracted by that idea yeah. uh, because of the way I fly I'm, I'm not the fastest I tend to work on smooth lines rather than being super tight or super fast, just being smooth and getting through the race and I think spec racing is an amazing idea to really level the playing fields and like you say it's really separate the man, men from the boys I mean if you're good anyway I mean I'm no doubt that Callum would <laughs> well, the spec race as well, but yeah. I think I would be a lot closer to him yeah. in that case. And, and yeah. I'm all out full speed race, and I've got no chance. Uh, but yeah. a spec race, I might have half a chance. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've, yeah. we've seen it with uh, with tiny trainers. So I've just recently built uh, a five thirty three tiny trainer, and it oh, runs yeah. on a three S battery. And I was so basically my. You can sort of imagine the, the difference in levels um, in the league just now. But, oh, awesome, he's got one himself. Awesome. Um, I was actually able to keep up with some of the, the slower guys than me with a tiny trainer, and they were running five-inch 6S quads. It was terrifying knowing that there was flying bricks and I was just, you know, a feather oh, that could yeah. get easily Brilliant. eaten up. It's fairly, uh, it's fairly chunky at least, yeah. but yeah, it is a little bit unnerving for our video viewers. I'm holding one of these up to the camera. There's a lot of plastic on this guy, quite a lot of TPU, <laughs> fairly shallow props, T motor 1404, um, and and it's three surprisingly inch. heavy for three cool. inch, yeah, three inch quad, and on three S as well. So it doesn't it doesn't shoot off like a rocket, you know. I think you're at 45 or 4600 kV on three S. Something like that, but I, yeah, I re but it's it's like a little hot yeah, button, you know, just whizzes around. Sort of thing. Yeah, they're really really good wee things. They're really compact. Um, it's a it's a tough build. They're oh, definitely yeah. one for an intermediate builder, but yeah, they're they're really quite neat. Oh, there was a lot of swearing in this build, man. A lot of swearing. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I had to go and Very get hangous. a second FC. Do you wanna do yeah. you wanna hold it up? Your yeah, uh, background it. does blur it out a bit, though. Yeah. So hold it in front of you. Yeah, in front of you. There we go. Yeah. So you've yeah, got the professional one. That's probably got a ton of LEDs jammed in there as well, right? It's not. No, I've not got any LEDs on it. Um, it's. I don't have the room for is it. it really. Polycarbonate. Um, yeah. This is this is the V two frame, so it's polycarbonate. It's made of, and uh, so far, oh, I've I've got a bolt missing. But, He's um, a wise man because the V1 <laughs> frame, like I've got, you can't swap the arms on it. So if you yeah. if you if you break an arm on the V1, it's going to be like two hours yeah. worth of repairs. Yeah, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I got some spare arms. They seem really tight, um, but a lot of filing. They um, it comes comes out quite nicely. So nice. yeah, really good, really good little thing. Better to than the alternative. Out. Don't want your arms falling off. Yeah, winter winter whittling, like yeah. filing them down. It's uh, it's definitely going to be one. Um, I thought the back garden was going to be big enough, but it's it's crazy powerful. So um, what yeah, what packs do you fly yours on? Because I was finding out it's just couldn't really get a big pack yeah. into the, the battery holder underneath. Um, I've got them right here, actually. I've got these little... Um... Oh, hang on. So that's a CNHL. So CNHL Mini Star 550 Mar 3S? 550s, 3S, yeah. They're HV batteries, but um, they're okay. Um they are okay, I would say. It that's... looks like they've got two XT30s on there. It can't be. One must be a yeah, balance lead. XT30 yeah. balance lead, yeah. Yeah, it's almost the same size. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's weird. It is very strange, yeah. They're all right batteries. Um, they're, I wouldn't say they're the best for racing. Um, you get two minutes and that's it. Um, but for practicing, they are very good. Um, they do the job certainly. So I messed around a bit and I tried the GMB seven twenty Mar three S. Yeah, um, which obviously you know going to last a little bit longer, but I don't think yeah. they're great. There's a fair bit of voltage sag. They hang in there after sagging mm-hmm. out a little bit off off the gate, but yeah, yeah I'm meaning to try out some others at some point, but um, and that focused in the the five inch just now flying that so like it's so hard to get five inch batteries at the yeah. moment as well yeah, yeah for, especially for you racers i think i've got some that are, had a couple of birthdays now and they're still going but you just you're blowing up packs every week i guess well, yeah, we, well we're, we would definitely we're very conservative um on on people's equipment in scotland and well actually on a lot of the uk um we're we're doing pretty good um where they've they've set a throttle or a um, lap cap so it stops Saul absolutely killing his batteries um, and a lot of other people killing their batteries um, because we used to have it years ago that you know it was constantly people yeah. setting things on fire so you'd be yeah, landing at uh, under three volts and just fast charging and yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, we had a cracking incident at a fun fly where the Glasgow guys were Hurriedly charging packs under a jacket on the hottest July of the year, and yeah, basically, chaos erupted. Suddenly, there was fireballs flying through the air as they yeah. rolled out the bounce board and threw these batteries away from everyone. Like, oh my god! Yeah. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Yeah, Tony's asking there how how my health is. Um, Again, it's actually something quite open about with my flying um, as well. So I've uh, I've got a neurological disorder, which um, sometimes can affect my motor, new, like motor skills, um, and a lot of other things. But flying FPV 
um, is like the main, is it's the one thing that just gives my brain a chance. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I'm just keeping flying really, and it it keeps me keeps me going. So yeah. that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's 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 great to have um, a lot of a good flying club now and a bunch of great guys to fly with. So yeah, well, it really well. really does help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so uh, what are you looking forward to in the 20 uh was oh you 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 through the 23 season and into 24 now what's the the next big step for you guys we've got our final race which is going to be the first one at our new club uh, our new model flying club so we've got that in two weeks time and we the bdra gifted us three places for the basically the top three pilots in our Scottish League to um they're placed at the British uh, British Championships this year. So myself, Floss's boss, and whoever's going to be in third place, which is still still to be decided at the last one, um, will be going down to the British Championships, as well as a couple of guys that are qualifying um well, should qualify this weekend. Um, Derek and Davey are both going down to... Exciting stuff. Uh, one of the races this weekend. So um, so we're, we're putting a good contingent together to go and um, fly at British Champs this year. So oh, good luck, exciting. guys. Yeah. It's, again, it sounds it's another, like you know you. It sounds like you've been ratcheting up the skill levels the last <laughs> couple of years. So, yeah, I think it's definitely it's definitely time now to to go and race. So, uh, and yeah. here's the course itself. Awesome, yeah. So, so that, that's our club. Yeah, uh, that was the days where hard at work cut out better, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We're we're busy, uh, busy cutting back some of the grass that you see in the bottom right there. Um, mm. Some of that's AI generated, but it's just to make the poster look nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've cut back a bunch of the grass, and um, just you've used AI to remove the nettles. Space. Yes, <laughs> the thistles <laughs> and um, yeah, <laughs> the the lock that's there in the corner and um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an awesome uh, place we've got to fly, and. Um, so yeah, we've got our up and coming event in a couple of weeks' time. That's awesome! So. Excited for that. Really excited for yeah. that. Yeah. And of course, uh, the guys at the club—they're all older guys. They're flying scale aircraft. They're things like that, and they've never seen drone, drones had a bit of bad rap uh, with them. And one of the guys uh, putting a lot of work. He, he flies scale models as well. But he put in a lot of work to get us our foot in the door at the club. And since oh, we've been fantastic. long, the guys have been so welcoming and yeah. they just had no idea what was involved. Yeah. In, I bet in, they're surprised you can fly that close to the ground and not crash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys, they're 60-plus years old and they've never seen anything like it. Uh, but like you say, you, you put the goggles on them and they're just like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So Speaking of goggles on that, are you guys uh, predominantly analog, or have you kind of caught the HD zero fever? How's, we're, how's uh, that going? We're Scotland is now over fifty percent HD zero in the racing scene. Mm. So yeah, oh, Graham yeah. and I, 
Graham and I have both got a set of uh, HD got Everyone's HD got religion. Um, <laughs> so HD yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> we counted at the last race and there was six pilots out of the twelve, uh, all were racing HD zero, and most of them have got the goggles. In fact, I think yeah, everyone's got the goggles uh, that flies HD zero now, and we've got a few more converts um, coming through. Um, because they they see the the light at the end of the tunnel now, and uh, do you think it makes it more approachable to to new guys who are coming up when they think, oh yeah, that's not half bad. I can see what's going on. Yeah, so I think I personally, um, I would if I didn't have the HD zero goggles and HD zero, I would still happily run analog. Um, I think it's definitely a better point of entry um, to to new pilots is buying a set of analog goggles first. We always say um, certainly people joining our club to try a simulator first. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely... Yeah. Um, Take your first thousand crashes in for free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, I would... I would the now I would advise people to get, H, um, to get a set of analog goggles. Um, but if I was... If if somebody had said I want to get a, a decent set of goggles, now I would say HD Zero goggles are the way to go because uh, you could do walk snail, analog and HD Zero on the one thing, um, and that covers basically a massive chunk of pilots now. So yeah, they're yeah. they're really versatile and they're nice goggles. I got to try them last week. I was quite impressed by the quality of it. I've got a massive nose, so that was a bit of a problem, but yeah, yeah the very high quality product. Yeah, no, I I do feel the fit. Um, I've got quite a, a big face, and I feel that I can't say what I thought they felt like um, on here, but they do fit really nicely. So <laughs> Graham knows exactly what I mean. <laughs> That's mm, one for our, okay. another day. Um, one for but, the bonus pod. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they they are really a nice fit, and I got I got them super early. Um, really lucky, but. Um, they're really, really good. I, I think the fact that they're open source as well. I mean, I've specs FPV. Uh, I have really bad eyes. I've got a plus eight point five prescription, so I'd used diopters on the fat sharks previously. The fact that I was able to print a faceplate to accommodate my current oh, really? eye, which were very expensive to have made just purely mm-hmm. because of my prescription. The fact that I was able to print a faceplate off. That I could slot my diopters in and not have to buy new diopters. Oh, Maybe from so. your original Fat Shark diopters. Yes. Yeah. I was really quite amazed at how well they fitted and slotted in. And I'm like, it's perfect. Because <laughs> I'd almost written myself off from getting them because I was like, I don't really want to buy new diopters after spending 500, 600 pounds oh, on yeah. a set of goggles and things like mm. that. So, some kind soul out there designed a faceplate. So, of course, first thing I did was print it off. And as soon as I did, did a test fit, I was like, that's going to be great. I'm, I'm convinced, absolutely. Yeah. So, How much uh, were your diopters, if you don't want me asking? Uh, they were £160. <laughs> Not a small investment mm. either. Yeah. So, 80 quid a lens. Uh, Got astigmatism or? Very, very, very long-sighted. Uh, mm. Effectively, I don't have a, a natural lens in my so I could, I could get uh, intraocular implants, but screw that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, when you're flying HD zero, expensive VTXs compared to the cheap analog boards that used to be like maybe 10, 15 quid a pop. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you guys save them? Are you running BEX? Do, do you, what, what measures do you take to preserve so the VTX? I've, I've started running the little Matek BEX in the quads. Uh, they can mm. do, I think, five or nine volts. They seem pretty damn good. Um, they're quite cheap for three of them. Um, I definitely advise people to to run a HD zero VTX off a Beck um, instead yeah, of you, off of five. You have a capacitor on, your, on the yeah. feet, right, to, right, to the VTX. Uh, I have both running off either HD Becks on the flight controller or right. from VVAT, VVAT, but always with a capacitor as well to. And that makes a noticeable difference, does it? The amount yeah, of VTX. I mean, I raced one HD zero quad all last year. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, oh, right. that, that VTX, it was the Whoop VTX as well, so it's fairly fragile. And I had crashes and bashes and all the rest of it. And it's ropey now. I wouldn't use it for racing, but it still works. Uh, mm. I would use it on a sort of freestyle quad. It's got was. a UFL as well. That's uh, It's tricky to work around. Yeah, that's uh, something that, that I don't like about them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've had issues with UFLs popping off and getting to the back end of the track and going full full rainbow <laughs> screen. Oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, the whole yeah, definitely running Oh, back, yeah, Jack, um, Jack's uh, the master of glues and adhesives. If you, if you want to know how to stick something down, he's got it. It's got 101 different types of adhesive kicking around there. <laughs> Liquid electrical tape and hot glue. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I'm a sucker for that welder adhesive that Nick Burns uses for whoops. But yeah, he's got the, the real stuff. Oh, nice, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The yellow, the yellow stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's yeah. Um, the guy come up. Just about. <laughs> I'll have to get me some of that. Yeah, it's the one <laughs> they used to stick the antennas on, the like XM pluses, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's, oh no, that's... That, yeah, that's the yeah. official proper stuff. Yeah. If you want it, if you want it on... That's oh. it. The and you don't mind having to try and wrench it off with a pair of pliers later. <laughs> yeah. K K dash one six six eight. The Kafuta no. K hyphen one six six eight. That's it. I got. I've got some Kafuta stuff uh, from a uh, laser cutter. It's like high voltage silicon um, yeah. glue sort of stuff, and it's it's yeah. It's one of those that it's a pain to get off, but it sticks on there good. So, uh, a bit uh, of acetone. Sony Bean for HD0, I think. Hobby Sony. RC carries pretty yeah. much everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to go. straight for HD0 as well. Uh, I got my goggles straight from HD0, Callum. I think you got yours from another retailer. Yeah, I got, I got mine uh, from your FPV uh, when they had some sets come in um, a wee while ago. So, and uh, yeah, they've been they've been pretty good. So, yeah, yeah, but so you're a couple of the place. I, yeah. I was one of the ones uh, waiting patiently for Batch to, to come yeah. out. That's oh, quite shit. points out Hobby RC are the, the official stockist. So. Yes, yeah. and I believe, don't be quote me, but I believe they're the repair centre in the UK. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they do that but for I'm a couple 100%. of things. I've seen yeah. their name come up for other stuff. Oh, on, on the Beck thing, I also I can back up your point because I was asking, uh, having seen. 
a few guys. I was flying bandos in Croatia last week. Yeah. There are a few guys who walk snail, and one of them was having just the the worst problems, like trashing VTX after VTX. Yeah. It was flying a 4S quad, so I was like, yeah, it should be a problem. Yeah, 4S quad, 6S rated VTX, should be fine, right? But he just kept killing them. Like, the guy killed yeah. three in a row with crashes. God. And um, Ouch. I looked, so the thing's it's bolted good. in there, his wiring's tidy. He's done a great job installing it. Yeah. But he was running off VBAT. And I just said, you know, what, what I generally hear is that people run these off, off a beck. So if you end up with a spike, that's going to hit the beck, and it... Mm-hmm. You just get the same voltage out the other side yeah. until you could dramatically exceed the Beck spec. Yeah. And and he was like, Mmm. And if it borrowed some Becks off another guy and proceeded to crash the snot out of them for the rest of the week. And mm-hmm. he was fine at that point. Who there was a I forget the name of the guy that we were that came flying with us the other week. He was uh he was flying in Croatia. I wonder if it was just with yourself. He's a Gethin, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot his name Hypo for a second. FPV. Yeah, Gethin, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, was, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Hypo FPV. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He came he came in, uh, was uh, flying at our a fun fly event a couple of weeks back. And um, uh, very first, time, first time on a track and he was rapid. So, yeah, a big awesome. shout out to him. He was, uh, he was doing fantastic. Yeah, so, he was doing some great yeah. stuff at the Bando as well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. awesome. Def- definitely struck me as somebody who would take that quite easily. As soon as I saw him take off, I was like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's going to do fine. Yeah, absolutely. Very yeah, talented people. Let's get into it. I think Hyper FBV has been here on the chat a bit, but I, I hadn't collected. You don't really notice the names and you, you meet people in public and they're like, oh, yeah, I've been on yeah. your chat for months. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> just. <laughs> Yeah. Joy of the podcast, being a podcaster, yeah. is that everyone knows you, your stories, <laughs> you your don't mishaps. have the memory to remember them because it's just like constant names, names, names. Yeah, and my memory yeah, isn't that good. I'm afraid whizzing chat whilst trying to think of conversation. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was a, that was an awesome event last week. I should I should shout out to people that this was an unmanned tech, uh, another store, obviously unmanned tech. dot uh, co. dot uk and um. They organized this meetup to go to Croatia and fly a hospital that they'd built during the Yugoslavian conflict, and it kind of got two-thirds built, and now it's just this giant concrete and steel edifice, and it's the best place to fly. Oh, it's just fantastic. Wow. You can stand in the shade. It's blazing hot and sunny and nice, <laughs> and you can just scream around this thing full throttle, and there's huge, great steel pillars, concrete pillars, lots of lattice work, towers, lift shafts, you name it. The main corridor is 700 meters long through the center of this bando. It is, it is huge. And there's, we, we rocked up there the first day, and there's people who are turning up painting graffiti art on the walls, like some students doing artwork on there. Just tons of them just hanging out and chilling. Yeah, it was a lovely place. Really good. Awesome. A great crew to fly with as well. It's like the, the place in Glasgow. Is at the Priory or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's still available. It was fenced off for a while, but similar sort of place, just this huge concrete edifice with gaps for days, massive hallways. Uh, I never got a chance to fly there, but the Glasgow guys put some stuff in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's one that's still sort of open. Um, that's uh, I think that's a beauty about Scotland is um, there's there is so many places and. With the with the lower population up here as well, 
you know, per square mile or whatever. You don't try um, and build flats on every square meter of land. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The, the thing is, the bandos all get boarded up. Um, so you've got to be really quick if uh, something becomes abandoned. But um, some of the, you know, the real retro stuff is uh, is accessible. So there's some uh, there are some really good spots. But Castle the, ruins, such, yeah, uh, yeah. Pardon? What was that, Graham? Castle ruins and such. Uh, there's quite oh, really? a lot. Of, wow. Uh, literally dotted about in the countryside. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily tourist attractions. Uh, one mm. place sort of between here and Perth. Uh, or what's the name of Calum? Oh yeah, the uh, that castle. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had that. We've set up a track around the castle. Um, oh, uh, man, I can't remember. Basically, it's a tower and some ruins, but there was arches and there was a tiny dive gap and tiny holes in the wall and a huge sort of orchard area where you could set up a lot of track as well. Uh, and I say just go down there. And, again, you have to be careful for tourists, dogs, walkers, stuff like that. But, uh, and video reception with like eight foot thick stone walls. You'd be surprised actually. Uh, when I last went up there, I was basically orbiting the tower and my video was cracking. Here we go. Oh, this is I think, fun. I think this... So what you see, Harry Haggis, for our audio listeners, you're playing a video. So this is a beautiful uh, wheat field filled barley and wheat flying over here. Um, just turning up right round. There's a couple of deer, very small, in the grass below. We're slowly but surely approaching a castle in the distance. I'm going to pop it into full screen. Yeah. So this is... I totally can't remember the name of the castle. Alvear. And he set up a race Alvear gate next castle, to it as well. Actually. That's incongruous. Yeah. Seeing this ancient old <laughs> castle and the race gate next to it. Yeah. So there's there's some natural gates as well. Um, but it was a more of a mix of some nice, well, freestyle, if you can call it that. But um, this was a few years ago when my flying wasn't up to scratch. But we had a nice little track set up. And... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lovely spot. One of those I do ones wonder that you if you could like really petition whatever tourist board might might own this. Just you know, it would make a fantastic spectacle yeah. having a race through here, and it's all stone, so you're not realistically going to damage it. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, we've got fantastic. Oh, that was down. nice. That was that's that's a that's a nice that's move a, backwards yeah, through was, the gate. That was all video. Uh, Video work. <laughs> oh, well, I wish you ruined the magic. You ruined the magic. But yeah, really, oh, nice, really nice place. Unforgiven if you get it wrong, but uh, that's stone walls for you. Yeah. No, we've got we've got some really we're we are really spoiled for for spots up in Scotland. Um, there's a, a a beautiful place called Glen Devon, um, and it is just the place to go for um flying sort of up round hills uh, with a wing or a quad and the the guy that has the fishery up there is the nicest guy ever as well he's uh he's really good really nice guy 
So, yeah, for, for anything FPV, Scotland is an awesome place. What about over winter? You guys do a bit of tiny boot racing or just get on the simulator? We've been, it's out of this, um, over winter. We do fly during the winter as well. Uh, we do set up tracks. And now that we've got a, a permanent place that's got a, a shed with a fire in it, um, I think definitely over the winter we'll be, we'll be setting up and flying there. Um, potentially whoop flying as well during the winter. We, uh, we ran a, a whoop group, it was called, years ago, um, sort of an after work thing on the Wednesday night. And it was, it was awesome. Um, there's oh, loads of guys came. Really uh, good practice. Um, so we might, I don't know, we might try and kick that up a notch The thing again. is, I found, I found flying physical quads, even if it was just a tiny whoop in the winter, when you picked up the, the big ones the next year for the first time, you were like already kind of in the groove. Yeah. You yeah. never left it. You warmed up. The, the, sim, the simulator can do so much, mm. uh, but it never translates 100%. You've got to have real gravity, real resistance real guys to fly with, so... Yeah. Uh, I'd say it was... Uh, I think the whip racing was closer than anything. That's what we were having to fly. Everybody just terrorised each other. It was yeah. great. Do you have yeah, the same so race clubs for whoops, or do you have different sort of chapters set up for that stuff over winter? Really just the oh. same sort of club, um, really, yeah. Um, I think I, I would like to try and host a a whoop thing over the winter, similar to the season we've got um, during during the summer, do a competitive mm. one and um, try and get some, you know, it's nice racing in like a church hall or something, but um, try and get something a little more advantageous um, with some natural gaps or that. Maybe like a shopping centre would be awesome. Um, so we'll see, we'll see anyway. Um but yeah, definitely, I think it'd be good to get back into the whooping over the winter. And it's a great way for beginners to get into the, the hobby as well. Because yeah. um, it's primarily based on angle mode. I mean, there's a couple of yeah. the, the really top guys, they do acro. Yeah. I've tried acro on a whoop and I'm like a, I'm like a grandma, you know, I'm just uh, so slow. Well, <laughs> terrified of going young, fast with acro. We had a young guy come in uh, sort of near the end of our whoop season and he was flying acro and he was just absolutely crazy. <laughs> it's like, what? He was flying yeah. this thing like a five inch inside and it's like. <laughs> well, if you've got nice yeah. high ceilings, sure. That's well, it. Yeah. This yeah. is it. I think yeah. I'm too old to get the reflexes, you know. I want to like loop something and I've hit the floor <laughs> before I know what's going on. Uh, yeah. I know the feeling because I'm like twice the age of Callum, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like some, somebody made a mention about uh, veteran class. I'm I'm not quite a veteran class, but I'm nearly there. <laughs> yeah. So. Older yeah, no, that's it. That's it. In in Scotland, it's it's just one whole week um, where it's just all based on just skill, isn't it? Um, there's no there's no veteran class or anything. It's all it's all open class. I think if we had more, we had more pilots. We could start splitting things up a little bit more. I did think about doing spec racing um, towards the end of this year, but um, yeah, I think that's too small. It sounds like it's getting there now because the whole spec racing 
it used to be forcing people to buy a specific set of components and those mm -hmm. tend to be in high demand and limited supply and the prices yeah. go up. Well, the, the stuff that Le Mans was working on recently was like spec rating, but instead of buying a set of components, he's got the software to ensure that your RPM stays below a certain value. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you can fly your 6S quad, you can fly any old thing, and it's yeah. just going to basically mean that you've oh, got a max yeah. RPM. Right. So when oh, you okay. throttle up, you just get the same. So you say, right, everyone uses the same props, yep. and everyone has a cap on the RPM, and after that, it's just, you know, right. off you go. Ah, that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, maybe we could look into something like that then. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Well, finding that, F1... Like, you know, 103 flight controller, 3S for everyone. <laughs> everyone yeah. crashes. One flight controller, I've actually got one of these, which I'm pretty excited about. It's the new... Uh, What's that little guy? Achilles uh, Neutron RC. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the 8435. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I would pick one up, £20. Yeah, that's a good parking bit. That. Twenty quid. Uh, at the moment, obviously, you need custom firmware and stuff, but upcoming. Ah, uh, no, you can flash Beta Flight four point five Zulu, and that's working on there. Yes, uh, uh, I'm being patient. I'm going to wait until it's officially uh, supported. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm really quite excited because if that's the case, it should make it a lot more accessible to people as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's and it. And make people like me who are a bit slower push it a bit further. The less scared to break things. <laughs> Sidebar catch up for any listeners who are not aware of the implications. Right up until now, we're using silicon ST microelectronics uh, MCUs, which are like a CPU with your flash and RAM and everything all bundled into one chip, right? And those STM32 chips started shooting up in price over lockdown because they stopped making some of the crappy old ones and everyone like had to use a faster one which meant that all the people using crappy old ones are suddenly buying newer ones and the demand for those just went up. And mm. so flight controllers are using them suddenly got way more expensive, like double in price. And, and what happened was that people started looking outside of the STM32 portfolio and saying, we don't need ST microelectronics per se. They're just easy to work with. But what would be a cost-efficient replacement? And the Artery Tech AT32 series, the F435, is a cost-effective replacement, right? This boy is like an F4, but running at 288 megahertz, whereas the F405 is a 168 megahertz. So it yeah. takes like an F405, runs it on a more efficient process, which allows them to run higher clocks. And that is basically equivalent to an F7 at about 195 megahertz. It, so it's it a little bit slower shy. than an F722. It literally falls just shy. Yeah. Just a little shy of an F722, but it's got a mega flash, so you don't, you can run all the features you want as well. Um, yeah, it's a great little chip, and for 20 quid, I mean, it's just fantastic to see them yeah. for 20 quid. That's what I thought. I just thought, what the hell, grab it. Yeah, it's worth a pun. There's very few videos out there about performance, but all the ones I've seen so far, they, they look, it looks solid. That's another one. Eighty-three-five. That's uh, that all in one though. No, no, that's that's another one that's not quite out yet. But not quite. <laughs> one, one he wasn't supposed to show us. <laughs> oh wait, that's the Neutron the RC one. one is somewhere on the desk here. It's in, anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
that's yeah, good. They're, that's they're great. That's the great guys are doing really well. Um, yeah. The implementation's really speeding ahead for that as well. Like most things are working. You've got bidirectional D sharp, all the kind of regular peripherals work. I think the only thing that's not working is uh, PWM D sharp with D sharp telemetry. Like everything else works. And you can just use BitBang and effectively it's all the same. It's just you have two options to run D sharp. You have PWM or BitBang. You've got to use one of them. But that's been the same way for like old F411 boards and stuff since forever. So it's not really yeah. a problem. That's good. It's good to see because it is it is sometimes difficult to get um, some of the electronics just now. So the yeah. fact that they're coming in at cheaper prices as well. I started to see flight it's, controllers get to triple digits. Like yeah. there's some that are coming in $104. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's sick. massive. Just I nuts. Know. Yeah. Well, I was... I broke one the other week. The, the 435, I was like, how can you get all this on a board for 20 quid? Yeah. <laughs> and it's got a 12-volt regular, which is brilliant for HD0. So there you go. It's, it's what you need, yeah. Brilliant. You've got the BMI270 gyro, which is a wee mm -hmm. bit cheaper, but it's capable, you know, gets the yeah. job done. Should yeah. be fine. That's it. I got a Fox here uh, just recently. Um, I'd been running the Sky Stars uh, stacks, the the F seven stacks and they're they're fairly you know reasonably priced in about eighty pounds or something yeah they're, the they're nice bits of kit um but I had a, a the lightest crash on a gate a couple of weeks ago and I picked up a Foxier one and it was just the most basic it doesn't have a a high voltage back or anything um but even it was like thirty six quid yeah and you know I was thinking like I was buying the Mamba stacks in twenty nineteen for that so. Um, you know, what do you tend quid. to break the most in your stack? So, what what tends to die first? Um, I can't really answer that because I've I've been very lucky recently. Oh, okay. um, you're flying careful. The, okay. I, well, I, for like the, I've run the same stuff for maybe the past two years, um, and within like a couple of weeks, I've had a a flight controller and an ESC. The the ESC was because the the battery. Um, I'd pulled the XD60, but what I'm going to do is off. That's the worst. take a bit of the heat sink away and solder it to the current sensor. So it's a big enough pad, and uh, should be all right. So we'll see. Jack, does that check out? We have goggles when you Yeah, that's going to be a sparky boy. So um, yeah, because it's a metal, yeah, metal um, heat sink. I'm like. Ugh. So I might get some of that liquid electrical tape in there. And uh, the heat sinks, I don't know. Does the heat sink really do a heck of a lot? That's it. I should I be don't okay know. without it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got plenty of ESCs that don't have Wh them, Which so. one is it? Um, this is a, a Sky Stars KM55. Oh, yeah. I'm using that as well in my yeah. freestyle quad. Quite nice, like. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. It, it took a lot job. of bashing at the bando. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kind of a big fan of that. I flashed my one of those to AM32 just for for giggles because I'm a bit of a fan yeah. of that. So, and it's got yeah, I've got one good. of those um, spike absorbers on the. You can't really see it because it's covered in electrical oh, yeah. like tape. Like a TVS diode. Yeah, yeah, one of those, and it certainly seems to help a lot. So yeah, anything you can get just to take some energy, a little bit of yeah. energy over above the the voltage that you actually want is is good, isn't it? Yeah. All right, Jack. I think we're we're coming up against the the end of the show. Of anything that, that I've missed here, Jack. Uh, or I need to thank 
thank our lovely patreons our patreons are the best and the loveliest hey. thank you very very much thank yeah. you very much yeah we wouldn't be here awesome. without you guys and, and good luck to the five flying club you know good yeah. season good luck That's to you yeah. in the finals man yeah thanks very much yeah i look forward to uh, hopefully seeing a bunch of pilots at the breast champs and in, uh, in september this year so i look forward to being welcomed down in england and racing against yes. some of the uh, the faster guys again so and i hope we see a new generation of pilots who can uh, be trained by you in the ways of racing <laughs> i certainly i certainly hope so yeah yeah one who doesn't scare them away <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you can you can get it fast it just takes a lot of practice a lot yeah. of practice. get smooth then get fast yeah. get smooth then get fast yeah that yeah i'm gonna get a t-shirt with that on it now so <laughs> awesome <laughs> checklist awesome yeah thank you very much to our guests uh graham specs fpv and callum harry haggis you've been fantastic uh this has been let's drone out episode 409 with the scottish fpv racing guys thanks to jack brought until i fly and myself steve balric whatever see you next week see you guys cheers cheers thank you good night telemetry lost